Writing My Writing Down, where we get writing done by writing down what we're writing, reading, and watching every day. I caved and I bought a new microphone. I also had to cave and buy new glasses because I can't see, and if I can't see, I can't find my old glasses that I lost. So there you go. That's life with three kids. I don't think caving is losing. I think caving is obeying reality. I live in a new reality now, and it's not weak to acknowledge the limits of that reality and just accept them and move on. Speaking of reality, black lives matter. That's reality. Yesterday, today, every day, for the rest of my life, black lives matter to me and to my house. Most of the time, I believe it's healthy and good to put reality aside to focus on your own creative work. And I encourage you to do that often on this very podcast. But that's the thing about violence against black life. It inserts itself unwelcome into our everyday reality. Brutality against black life interrupts everyday work, joy, running errands, walking around the neighborhood, normal going about your day stuff. The violent, negligent loss of black life at the hands of authorities, demands that we stop our normal pursuits and grieve, protest, lament, cry out. I'm sure black creators would have rather focused on their own creative pursuits, writing their screenplay or their novel, than a jury verdict yesterday. So I'm interrupting our regularly scheduled programming to say, black lives matter today and every day, in my life, in what I watch, in what I read, in what I write, and in my heart. Black stories matter. I see you. I see that you're tired. I see that you triumph in spite of it all. And I am with you, and my prayers are with you, and my family is with you. So, today's topic is ask for help. I'm going to talk more about the harsh realities of life. (laughs) So if you're in the mood, stick with me. When I was hospitalized for the first time with cystic fibrosis, well, it wasn't the first time. When I was hospitalized for the first time while I was in grad school at Catholic University, I had a lung infection. Uh, It was only the second month of school and everybody was still getting to know each other. And I was going to have to do my own IV antibiotics at home and also keep up with class and schoolwork, which was made all the more difficult because I was in a new city in a new apartment with brand new friends and a new doctor and a new pharmacy and a new uh, everything. So I struggled through the first couple days doing my IVs alone. One difficulty I had is that when you have IV antibiotics, you get a pick line put in your arm and the arm that has the pick line isn't supposed to lift anything heavier than a milk jug. So one night I swallowed my pride and I sent out an email to all my new friends in my grad program. The email went something like, Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Kathleen. I'm really glad to be in a new grad program with all of you. I have this disease called cystic fibrosis, and I'm on IV antibiotics right now. Basically, I'm hospitalized at home, and I don't have any new friends, so I sort of need you all to just feed me for the next two weeks. Okay, thank you. Here's a schedule, and if you can bring me a meal, that would really help me out because I can't cook. Uh, Also, if you can't do this, no worries. And that's how I was able to feed myself for the first two weeks 
of my first home hospitalization while I was in grad school. My brand new classmates really showed up. They brought me food every day and I survived. And that's the moment that I learned to love asking for help. I needed help because I only had one functioning arm because the other arm had an IV in it and I couldn't lift anything and I needed to eat. But also, sending that message really made my new classmates my friends quickly. When you're struggling and other people are just standing on the sidelines watching you, they feel awkward and they feel inspired to help. Giving people easily achievable tasks is a good way to engage their goodwill, cement your friendship, and allow them to carry part of your burden. I have yet to be embarrassed or ashamed of asking for help when I really needed it. There's no prize for doing it all yourself. I mean, not even Jesus Christ carried his cross solo. Shout out to Simon of Cyrene. For example, (laughs) I started this podcast just for fun, and then I realized if I was going to do it right, I was going to need some help. So now I have Aaron Raidersdorf. It might seem a little silly to pay somebody to help you with a podcast that only has 41 listeners. Uh, That's right, we gained three more. Because this podcast is very obviously a small, fun venture. But having somebody to share the workload and share the excitement makes it easier to carry on. And maybe one of the reasons you're not making the progress that you should be making is that you're trying to do it all yourself. I know it's really humbling to ask for help, but consider this, you're going to be humbled one way or another. If I hadn't asked for help with my meals while I was on home hospitalization, I was going to be humbled in another way, probably with a mental breakdown from trying to cook and clean and take care of my IVs and do my homework and navigate a new city all at once. I chose to humble myself before the harsh circumstances of life chose for me. As you might imagine, now I'm going to bring this back around to being a foster mom and to writing. I definitely need help with my foster kids. If I do somehow miraculously manage to continue building a writing career while I have these three beautiful, amazing, special, rambunctious kids in my home, please don't ever be deceived into thinking that I did it with my own bootstraps. I did not. I would not be surviving this time in my life without significant help. Right now, help for this podcast and social media is Aaron. Help for my writing is my weekly writer's group, Ellipses, and monthly meetings with Molly Pearson, my coach and a sponsor for this podcast. And help with the kids comes in the form of my superhero parents who chip in for the babysitter weekly. Without all of those things, I would not be able to do it. If I was going to be all self-sufficient, which I never have been, (laughs) then, you know, maybe my attitude would be, well, then I shouldn't have signed up for foster care with three kids since I can't do it all alone. And so maybe that means that I'm not capable. But whatever. I'm not capable. I'm not capable. This is way too big for me. But I'm doing it anyway. And I'm sort of loving and living in the chaos anyway. And we're all somehow, despite the odds, making it together. And I found that if I have a dream that's just too big for me, that's just too big to be carried out by my current circumstances, God either expands my circumstances to meet my dream 
or he provides people to come alongside me with the assistance I need to see it through. I can think of times in my career, like the project that I laid to rest in last week's episode for all the projects I've never finished. When I had a big dream and a big project to finish, but I didn't take it seriously enough. I didn't believe it in enough to humble myself to gather the troops around to help me. I think a couple of those projects I could have made happen if I had been more serious about asking for and seeking the help that I needed and trust that help was going to come. Trying to do it all yourself or trying to be practical and reasonable has never been my strong suit. I'm not practical or reasonable. I'm a big dreamer and I'm impulsive and sometimes that gets me into hot water. Okay, more than sometimes. But often it leads to a bigger and a fuller life. I think of, just on a side note, all the people who have come out of the woodwork to help support our foster kids or, um, you know, not, I'm not talking about stuff. I'm talking about like sending me an article or just an encouraging word like, hey, thinking of you, how you doing? The community that built around that, doing big impossible things is an amazing way to see the best of people. Like the people that I've seen who came alongside us, I just think like, wow, because I did this crazy thing, I'm seeing the best of you. And that is a real uh, honor to me. That's really special to see um, the best in somebody else, to see them help you rise to meet a challenge. I hope that made sense. Um, So if you're having trouble asking for help, or maybe, you know, you want to hire a coach to help with your project, or join a writing class, or ask a new colleague out for coffee who's in your field, I just want to tell you that I know for a fact that asking for help and receiving help is humbling for your soul in a healthy way. And that if it's really guided by the Holy Spirit, that spirit that's bigger than yourself, that's guiding you towards peace and justice for the world around you, the help you need is going to come if you ask for it. I also think a career in the arts, you know, a career as a writer, it's too big for anybody to do alone. And when you start humbling yourself and getting what you need, your best work is going to come out too. So just think about that. Like, how can you do your best work? And if you're not doing it, are you getting what you need? Are you getting your own needs met? If I feel greedy, you know, if I assume that help is going to come, if I just have some attitude like, oh, I don't have to put in the work because other people are going to do it, well, that doesn't work out. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. But if you're really... Like, if you're sacrificing your own heart, if you're asking with, with gratitude, people are usually overjoyed to show up. I know that I am. I mean, I am definitely, no shame, a person who asks for a lot of help. And when somebody, uh, <laughs> let me do it, a person who asks for a lot of help, and when somebody that I know has showed up for me time and time again, asks for my help or my advice or or if there's anything I can do for them, I will do it. I am thrilled to be asked to return the favor. I will rearrange my entire schedule to be there, to show up, to help them because it's such a joy. Providing that help is such a joy. So asking for that help is a way to help other people feel the joy of giving and 
if your heart is right, you're the kind of person who feels great giving it in return. And that's how the best art is made. Gosh, I wish I had researched an example before I wrote this podcast. But if you have an example of what I'm talking about, please let me know. And I would love to share it on next week next week's episode. So do it. Ask. Your dreams can't come true if they're relying on just you. You've got to ask and receive. That's the divine economy of making art. Let me know what you're asking for this week. And if there's a way that I can help you, if there's anything I can do to push you along, even if it's just, hi, Kathleen, it's me in a DM, I'm feeling discouraged, let me know. I would love to help you. I would love to encourage you. I would love to brainstorm with you ways that you can approach somebody for a pitch or whatever whatever it is please just reach out to me if there's a way that I can help you please ask me and I absolutely will writing I wrote this week I wrote my writers group podcast episode outline my writers group is writing a fiction podcast I went to my co-working space to work for two to three hours twice last week That's a huge win. I just want to take a moment of silence to bask in the fact that I actually wrote like a real writer this week. (sighs) Reading this week, I'm reading Wild Seed, The Pattern is Series, book one by Octavia E. Butler. So good. And um, this morning I read this article by my friend Marcia Lane McGee at the Catholic Herald called The Chauvin Verdict and the Work Before Us. It's a beautiful, thoughtful uh, article. Uh, I'll post the link in the show notes, and I encourage you to check it out. And I'm watching. I finished The Crew season one on Netflix. It's this NASCAR show with Kevin James. I got to say, I loved it. It picks up steam, and somehow I just watched them all in a weekend like popcorn. And my kids enjoyed it, too, because it has cars, and the baby's obsessed with cars. Thanks for joining. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere at Hello Kathleen J and this podcast at Writing My Writing Down. This episode and the cover art were done by Aaron Raidersdorf on Twitter at Aaron Radar. Theme song by Alexa Marino on Instagram and Spotify at Alexa Marino Music. I like my new microphone a lot, and it was only 45 bucks on Amazon. So I'll put the link to this mic in the show notes if you happen to need one too. Use the hashtags writing my writing down and write read watch to show me what you're working on. I follow these hashtags and I read and share every single post. <sighs> I'd love to encourage you as you do your weekly work. So please reach out and let me know what you're working on this week. And if you're feeling friendly, I would love it if you would leave this podcast a review. I'm Kathleen Jones and this is writing my writing down. If you want to get your writing done, write it down. All right, bring us home, Alexa Marino, and your amazing theme song, and God bless us. Wake up and get out of bed. I've got to tell these stories in my head. All these words are works of art. It's always hardest right before you start. So I'm writing my writing down Right